Hey, it's Sam Shook inviting you to Sam Shook Chicken and Fish at 857 West 115th and South Halston, home of the Fish Challenger. Ooh, these fish sandwiches are fine. Home of the four for six, four pieces of juicy chicken, leg and thighs for only $6 every day, all day at Sam Shook Chicken and Fish. And for my fish lovers, catfish, perch, whiting, tilapia. Mm, you love some shrimp? Oh, we got you. How about them sides? Mac and cheese, green beans, greens, spaghetti, okra, all at Sam Shook Chicken and Fish. You can order online at samsilkchickenandfishwithaway.com or go ahead and call us ahead at 773-253-8174. It's Sam Silk Chicken and Fish, home of the fish challenges, home of the four for six, four pieces of juicy chicken, leg and thighs for only $6 every day, all day. You can order at samsilkchickenandfishwithaway.com or pull on up at 857 West 115th at South Halston. It's samsilkchickenandfishwithaway.com. Yo, what is good? Damn, um, first black champ starting off the pod, basically. Um, no, normally we'll talk about this stuff on first black champ with Camp from the Port, but uh, we talk talk about it sometimes on here too. Um, reading a a a release from Stephanie McMahon. She says that eight about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence within a few weeks, unexpectedly at the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the board um, of WWE. I can't put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world, working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I know in my co-CEO, Nick Khan. Our founder, Mr. Man, has returned as executive chair and is leading the exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque, her husband, as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. Uh, just got the alert too. WWE is in the strong in such a strong position why, that I decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation i look forward to cheering on wwe from the other side of the business where i started when i was a little kid as a pure fan i've always remained dedicated to the wwe i truly love our company our employees our superstars and our fans i am grateful to all of our partners thank you for everything then now together forever damn man the family business is crumbling yeah is that good or is that bad see i i i don't want to speculate but i think stephanie was ready to just be a mom daughters getting older like they got all daughters yeah daughters getting older and i think steph wanted to be a mom um and when she took that that um that leave of absence that was really about her being a mom. But golly, when Vince McMahon comes back and you you hear about the reports of them looking to sell the company, um, you look at this and you go, mm, what does that look like for Steph with, with Vince back in executive chair? He's an executive chair. She's just on the board. So she can go back 
And if he's back in that chair, she could just go back, back, back to what she was doing. But now with the potential sale of the company, that means I could go chill. But what this also means is that we are now in a world that that we have not seen in a while where Vince McMahon is really the only McMahon that is running the WWE. Shane ain't involved. Steph ain't involved no more. Triple H. I mean, I guess storylines is true, um, for real, for real, that Triple H didn't literally took over the company from a certain vantage point. Um, And we talk about it a little bit more on First Black Champ. You can um, subscribe to Barbershed Digital uh, to get our latest episode that dropped on a Tuesday. But, man, we living in a world, man, that that and probably will be officially living in a world in probably three to six months where the McMahons will not be running WWE. Before we before we move on, but not to get too much in depth um, about it, because I know, like you said, y'all talk about it more on First Black Champ. Just give me a little bit of insight on what it means as far as the WWE being sold. What does that mean specifically for people that might not understand exactly what it like what that means for a company to be sold elsewhere or sold to other, you know? Like what does that actually what does that mean for WWE? I mean what that means is is that Vince Vince McMahon, so Vince McMahon, just to give y'all a brief synopsis, Vince McMahon may have left the WWE, but he still had the majority of shares. So he's still a majority owner of the WWE. The WWE is up for TV deals next year, so it is time to start negotiating said TV deals. And Vince McMahon basically said that um, ain't no sale happening unless I'm involved in the, the, the process. So he, he basically, using you know the power that he had, uh, basically forced himself along with two other people on to back onto the board they let three people go including one who actually started the investigation um of sexual um allegations misconduct allegations for Vince McMahon which really pushed them out you know so it's been reported that the WWE has been looking for a sales partner or trying to make themselves attractive for a sales partner for a couple of years since Nick Khan, who's now the CEO of the company, um, was hired. Nick Khan is a celebrity agent and, and, and host another thing. So, so they they gutted a lot of people. They they cut a lot of talent, things in that nature. And a lot of people were just saying that they were trying to cut the fat to make themselves more attractive to potential buyers. Um, and when the, you say potential buyers, who? Like what companies? So it's reported. Buyers. It's reported that Amazon, um, Comcast, which is M- NBC Universal, Comcast, um, Disney, and a couple of others are potential buyers for the WWE. Endeavor, who owns the UFC, Ari Emanuel, um, Ram Emanuel's brother, um, he 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 runs that. Um, the Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia group that owns um, that owns Live Golf, 
Oh, they got plenty of money. They got plenty of money. So, but Amazon <laughs> out of the group, Amazon got the most bread. Yeah. Amazon now here with all of the bread. So okay. it's interesting, but yeah, we we're living in a world where Vince McMahon and the McMahon family um may not well will not own the WWE. <clears throat> um, okay, one more question. So, so yeah. when you say so when the WWE if or and when the WWE is sold, what is what are future opportunities for the WWE? What does that present? It for the really WWE? just it really just depends on where they go and and what they allow. Like you know, let's look at the the UFC for an example, right? Um, the UFC, the 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 I can't pronounce their names, but the Ferretta brothers um, bought the UFC from its original owners for like a million dollars. Basically, but um, they they sold the UFC for you know I think a little little over a billion dollars to Endeavor. Um, so with that being said, they left. They left um, Dana White as president, so he's the face of the company. He's not the owner, but he's the face of the company. And we're going to talk more about Dana White a little bit later in the show, but. He is the face of the company. He's the president of the company. He has some ownership in it, small, uh, small ownership in it. Um, but, but yeah, man, it's like it depends on where they go. Like, think about if Disney buys the WWE. Think about the IP that they would have. Think about the wrestlers and and the, the merch and the money. Think about you know the WWE and Disneyland. You know, there's a lot to that. Think about Amazon having like all of the money and the WWE being a part of Amazon Prime. Amazon, they've already shelled out a gang of money for Thursday night football. They tried to get uh, they tried to get um, um Sunday ticket, but you know, Google and YouTube got that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got money. Netflix is another company reportedly. That would be interesting in the WWE. They're looking to get into live events. I said this on First Black Champ, and I'll say this here: if I was in, if I was involved, um, if I was involved in some type of way, um, this is what would this is what Bang would do. Like if I'm Comcast and I purchase the WWE. Mm-hmm. You still have Peacock and you still have the WWE on Peacock, but I would take it a step further and they would have a channel on Comcast network, you know, and, and when I, and when I look at the WWE and this is, this is something that I talked about on the show and, and I feel like this is, it's been time. I don't see WWE as a wrestling company. I I barely see the WWE as a content company, like just solely a content company. I look at the WWE like ESPN, where they, I mean, you have, because wrestling is wrestling, it has been time for a channel, a channel devoted to wrestling. And because they are the big fish in the small pond, 
I believe that the next step for the WWE is basically to do what Vince Jr. did with Vince Sr. And what he did was he bought the company. He took the company from a regional brand to a national brand, buying up other organizations and taking their wrestlers in and, you know, and, and the, the territories was pissed off at about that. You could go look at the Vice show. The territories was mad than a motherfucker that Vince McMahon came in and, and offered their wrestlers a boatload of cash and then eventually had to buy their territory, basically, from them. Yeah. And when you say, like, WWE having its own channel, that would be, like, crazy. And I would love that. Based so, off the fact that what they... No, let me finish. Let yeah, me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because this... It ain't... It's a lot to it. So that's yeah, why yeah, let yeah, me yeah. finish. Yeah. So the 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 parent company, like the parent name of the WWE is Titan Sports. That's why when you look at, you know, you see Titan Sports all the time. So I believe that Titan Sports Network should be the network. The WWE has enough content because you have the network to go on Titan Sports Network. But I also believe that the next step for the WWE, again, is similar to what Vince did with his father taking the company and making it a regional, going from regional to national. And Vince took it from national to global. But I think the next step is to basically do what all of these other platforms have done. Streaming rights. And you see like Fight TV and other brands start to do it. You see the WWE do it a little bit because they have... Um, they have like GCW and some of the European companies on there, like on the network. But you see Fight TV, where you see a multitude of wrestling that like wrestling companies who stream their product on there. Yeah, I believe that the WWE, I believe that the WWE should work with all of the top brands and work on streaming rights, streaming deals with those brands. And by WWE, I mean Titan Sports. So on the Titan Sports Network, you would have WWE on Monday, Impact on Tuesday, AW on Wednesday, um, GCW on Thursday, New Japan Pro Wrestling on Friday. You would have a morning show devoted to all wrestling. You would have a night show devoted to all wrestling. So they have like their own sports center, so so on and so forth. Um, Camp for the Port don't like the bump, so I would just like their their own version of. Of, of a sports center you have enough journalists and respected people in this business of wrestling of sports entertainment where you could create shows with them peter rosenberg has been doing this thing sean ross sap has been doing this thing um like you know you got dave Meltzer has been doing this thing you just got you got magazines like pro wrestling illustrated that's been around for years you have Everything you need to start a wrestling network. And when you look at T, like there's a HGTV, there's a whole channel devoted to fixing your house. Yeah. There's channels devoted to black programs. There's networks for gay and lesbian for the LGBTQ community. You have sports networks, all those. I think a wrestling network would be big. But that wouldn't now, have anything to do with WWE, though, right? WWE wouldn't see, have their hand in it, would they? I mean, WWE, Titan Sports is the parent company to WWE. Titan Sports would be bought by, in this case, 
you know, Titan Sports will be bought by NBC Universal. Right. So at this point, like even with this sale, at this point, we have to start looking at the WWE differently, especially when you see the amount that the WWE is probably going to be sold for. The WWE might go for nine, ten billion dollars. That ain't no regular ass company. <laughs> it's not a small company, yeah. fam. If if you being bought by like for ten million dollars, G. But I also believe to billion next, dollars. Billion I mean billion dollars. dollars. Excuse me. But I also believe to take the next step, the WWE has to become ESPN. They have to come. They be. They have to become Fox Sports. They have to become that. And with them working on streaming partnerships with other wrestling brands, it's the WWE along with everybody else. Right. And the WWE is the crown jewel of all of that. So they don't stunt themselves. In fact, they increase their network and that they increase their net worth because now they you got to come to them for streaming. Uh-huh. And now you don't have to worry about other companies getting tired of having wrestling you can really control that and with the ratings that you see wrestling get and and i'm tripping i'm talking about new japan on friday monday and friday is pocketed with raw and smackdown yeah impact on tuesday aw on wednesday new japan pro wrestling on thursday smackdown on friday and Everybody is streaming on that. Like, imagine if, like, you can't do that with the NFL because, I mean, technically you can. Like, the and the NFL network has helped out. They're helping out the XFL. They helped out in a bit. The, the, the USFL, this new version of it. The NBA has the G League. G League gets shown where? You know, you, you even get some, you know, international games on there. Uh-huh. I think that's the next step of the WWE. Other than that, you grow no bigger than what you can be. But having a wrestling network, a Titan Sports Network, like, and then there's some wrestling companies gonna be like, oh no, fuck that, you know. But Warner Discovery is reportedly one of the people that's looking into, you know, whether they should throw out a bid for the WWE. Warner Discovery has AW. You think? Warner this Warner Brothers Discovery gonna buy a I mean WWE and say we're gonna keep them both? Probably not. Yeah, and it's not about buying the company. The WWE, like, yo, you do what you do, do your thing. We get streaming rights the same way that the that TNT and 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 them get streaming right like gets rights TV rights for the NBA. Same thing you could do with the WWE. Yeah. Interesting. So that that's what I would do. They you should know, hire. But, they should hire you, bro. I said it, man. On the on the pod, <laughs> man. But I think. But again, I think that's the next step, especially with with, with the McMahon family being out of the wrestling business, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think that's the next step. You get no like you, you you have your own Super Bowl in WrestleMania. You can still do your premium live events, and everybody be on Peacock. I think NBC Universal, if you go that route, has a has has a great opportunity with corner cornering. 
the wrestling marketplace and getting everybody money. Because mm-hmm. if everybody going to your channel to watch wrestling and they ain't going to nowhere else, that's money hand over fist. But again, yeah. you have channels that's devoted to just one thing on Comcast right now. Hey, I think it's a good opportunity though, man. But Subdue Pod, one uh, episode 155. Make sure you rate, like, subscribe, download wherever you get your favorite podcast. Make sure you go ahead and get that merch. Um, click the link in our bio, subduepod.merch. You go ahead and get that um, uh, right there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at subduepod, Instagram, subduepod. Join the subduepod group, all that. Let's just go ahead and get to it, man. I am so happy. <clears throat> what are you happy about, Bang? My um, I I've never seen the I've never seen the Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl. You've never seen it. Never seen it. Mm-hmm. I seen them play in the Super Bowl. Um, when I was younger, they was in the Super Bowl. And I was you know toddler. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. But I mean, even though I know they won, I ain't I ain't you know I wasn't you know move over there, boy. Go to sleep. They probably gave me a melatonin to watch the game. <laughs> And that's why I always say, too, when I was the Cowboys won the Super Bowl when I was nine, ten years old. And I remember. No, nah, nah, you, nah, I you remember, nine, ten years old, Mike. That's not an experience nah. that I, I, Mike, I want to. I'm not going to remember that. Mike, Mike but come go on, ahead. Mike. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not make, I'm just saying. That's like saying that you ain't experienced the Bulls winning the championship, fam. I, but I vividly remember that shit, though. That's you nine, 10 years old, fam. You should vividly remember that. I, all right, what the fuck okay. was you doing at nine, ten years old that you don't remember that shit? I mean, I remember, but go ahead though. Go ahead. No, I like I get, I get your point though. I, I, get, I your get, point, get what you're saying as far as like you want to experience something when you grow. Mm-hmm. But nigga, you was again. Come <laughs> on, man. You ten years old and they won the Super Bowl, man. Like don't don't nah. You saw it. <laughs> Bears won the Super Bowl in '86. Nigga, I was four. Yeah. I don't know nothing. <laughs> About that, really? Yeah. So, nah. But um, the Bears, worst record in the league, but well, second worst record in the league, coming into Week 18. The Texans was going against the Colts, and I said it. I expected the Colts to win this game. It was a little bit iffy, but God damn it. The Colts won the 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 the, the, the booty Super Bowl. The <laughs> the Bears got their ass kicked by the Minnesota Vikings. So now, the Chicago Bears will hold the number one pick in the NFL draft. Mike, when I tell you this is the closest to a Super Bowl I have gotten so far, look. I know the Bears was in it. That's not the closest bang. Y'all, no, I'm about to say y'all listen. was in the Super Bowl. I know the Bears was in it for a little bit. They has to take it to the, coach. Took took it to the, the house. house. But I never, ever, ever expected the Bears to win that game. It's okay. But so I wasn't necessarily hurt. But this right here, having a number one pick feels like you won something, Mike. Even though you lost, like, <laughs> let look, the best way of putting it is Gloria on white men can't jump. She, her quote is win. exactly what the Texans and the Bears went through. When you lose, and you the Colts. win. 
Sometimes <laughs> when you win, you lose. And sometimes when you and lose. sometimes when you lose, you win. <laughs> and sometimes when you win or lose, you actually tie. <laughs> Fellas, anybody who's looking at this, anybody that's listening to this, sometimes when you win, you lose. The Texans lost. Maybe. The only reason why I say maybe is if you are the GM, Nick Casario, because apparently he's going to hire another coach, and that's weird considering the the last two he hired got fired after one year. So him hiring another coach is unprecedented. But that being said, if you are him and you look at this current crop of quarterbacks, if you are happy with any of the three, because Mel Kuyper has Will Levis from Kentucky as his number one rated quarterback. He has Bryce Young, two, and he has C.J. Stroud, three. There's been reports that some front office execs believe that C.J. Stroud has played himself into the number one spot. And then you have Bryce Young, who played for Alabama. And everybody loves him. He's the smaller out of the two, the more slight out of the two. C.J. Stroud is like 6'3", 220. He's kind of like built a little bit smaller than, than Justin Fields. He got an arm. He's, you know, he, 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 he is kind of accurate, you know. Then you got Will Levis, who played for Kentucky. He was expected to, you know, compete for the Heisman, but, you know, he lost a lot of people and didn't have the best season. But Mel Kuyper thinks he's the number one prospect. The, huh? the, the combine – is is the combine will tell a lot like combine gonna tell a lot but if i am the houston texans i'm not mad at any of the quarterbacks i'm good at two even though i lost by winning think i'm good at two so i may have actually tied if i'm the texans (laughs) even though i even though i won i might have actually tied yeah if i am the coach even though I lost, I may have won because I am the fourth pick. But I might have lost. Tw- I might have lost too because it's crazy the way you try to like right. like uh, explain this with the yeah, wins I and might, the losses. <laughs> I might have lost too because I might not be able to get the quarterback I want. So I might have to go to the Bears and give them a whole bunch of picks just to get that number one to get in front of the Texans, because I don't know what the Texans, I don't know who they're going to get. Yeah. Then I'm the Bears. I get the number one pick, and I got the most cap room in the league. Damn near double the next team. Sometimes when you lose, you win. The Bears lost. <laughs> they won because they control the draft, and in some respects, they control free agency with all the money that they have. Facts. Now, that being said, that was very confusing. You saying all that shit? <laughs> it was very confusing. Like you know, sometimes I, I understood. I understood. Sometimes <laughs> when you win, you lose. That's the, the the Houston Texans. Sometimes when you lose, you win. That's the Bears. And sometimes when you win or lose, you actually tie. That's the that's the Colts. Or maybe that's the Texans. I don't know, but it's a lot. Yeah. Shouts out to Rosie Perez. Mm-hmm. Boom. But. Keep going. 
Um, I I'm going to send out a PSA to all of my homies in the Sun Dude Pod group. I'm going to send a message to everybody who listens to this pod. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send to anybody who just mess with us in, in general. Yeah. Between now and the NFL draft in April, believe half of what you hear and none of what you see. There's going to be so much misinformation thrown out there because of who owns the pick. And it's not just because it's the Bears. It's not Mm -hmm. just that. It's not because of that. It's because the Bears have found their quarterback of the future. Let me ask you a question, Bang, before you get into it. Do the Bears have, like, one of the most unique number one picks in recent history of the draft? That's why. There we go. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I was ahead of the curve. My bad. You got it. Because they don't, technically. This has happened before. Remember, the San Diego Chargers had the number one pick in the draft. And then they traded down to the Atlanta Hawks. And the Atlanta Hawks picked Michael Vick. And the San Diego Chargers drafted LaDainian Tomlinson. I can't remember what draft it was. That's a win-win. But that was not only a win-win, but in the second round, the first pick of the second round, the San Diego Chargers selected Drew Brees, which, you know, was good while it lasted. He ended up hurting his shoulder. They drafted um, Phillip Rivers. Um, and then he, Drew Brees, went to San Diego. He got him a Super Bowl ring, and Phillip Rivers is probably the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Um, but he did things in San Diego. So, um, <laughs> But the Bears have the number one pick in the draft, and they found their quarterback of the future. But what Ryan Poles is not going to do is throw all of his cards on the table. Why? You might ask. It's because he got the number one pick in the draft. He has to give you misinformation or not tell you everything because he needs to drive that price up. Mike, I'm going to tell you about a trade that happened. Marlo Stanfield, baby. Basically. The price of the brick just went up. The price of the brick just went up, Mike. (laughs) Price of the brick just went up. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you about a little trade, a little trade that happened, right? Trade that happened in the 2002 draft, I think this was. Trey Lance ended up in San Francisco because of a trade that happened. And that ain't looking too good for him. It's not. Got this guy named Brock Purdy. It's 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 not. It's it, out it, there it's, cooking right it's now. It's not. It's 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 kind of not. But that's, that's messed what, you know, up. That's another story for another pod. Go ahead. All right. So the San Francisco 49ers traded up to number three in the 2021 draft, the same draft that a certain Bears quarterback was in. And they sent their two. That 2021, 2022, and 2023 first-round picks, along with a third-round pick, to the Dolphins. That's the number three pick. Mm -hmm. If I'm a Bears fan, 
I'm saying, wait a minute. They gave that up for just the third pick? Oh. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Because with that pick, with that pick, they got Trey Lance, who they felt would be the quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. Very well might be. I mean, I don't think that Brock Purdy is going to beat him, you know, in, in training camp. But, boy, if he do, it may go down as the worst pick in <laughs> NFL history. But, but here's why. Because with the 12th pick in the 2021 draft, the Miami Dolphins picked Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. They traded their first pick in the draft in 2022, the pick they got from the San Francisco 49ers, and they trade to the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. to get Tyreek Hill. Okay. So that two starting wide receivers, quite possibly the fastest wide receivers in the league, one and two, was traded for or picked through the Trey Lance trade. But wait, there's more. They used their, two, their 2023 first round pick, this year's draft, for Bradley Chubb. So they not only have two wide receivers off of that trade, they have one of the best defensive ends in the league mm-hmm. for Trey Lance. So, no, y'all thinking, uh, so what? Fellas and ladies, when I tell you, if I'm the Bears, I am looking at that trade. And I'm saying, hey, y'all know what the starting point of this conversation is, right? You see what they got? Uh You see what they gave up? You want to talk? Conversation starts there. And you know what I talked about earlier? Sometimes when you win, you lose. Sometimes when you lose, you win. When you bring, when, every time you say this, I'm going to start laughing. That shit is And sometimes so you win or lose, you actually tie. <laughs> I'm looking at the coach here. Oh, my God. Because who is the team that has been without a first-round pick? Well, not a first-round pick, but a quarterback. Andrew Luck retired and fucked everything up for the coach, fam. <laughs> They were one of the hot predictions to go to the Super Bowl the year he retired. Crazy. The day he retired in a preseason game against the Bears, the whole league was like, what the fuck? The fans in Indianapolis saw the report and was like, man, get the fuck up out of here. They booed him on the way out. Andrew, <laughs> you know... You know what's also funny about Andrew Luck's retirement? It has entirely nothing to do with football. But when Andrew Luck retired, that's that was like right around the time we first started doing some new pod. Yeah. Our first, like, I think our second or third episode of some new yeah. pod was about Andrew Luck retiring. But yeah. proceed. We'll Shouts proceed. out to you, man. Yes. So, the Coast had Jacoby Brissett. Excuse me. Brissett. Mm-hmm. They traded for Phillip Rivers. And then they traded for Matt Ryan. No, Carson Wentz. And they traded for Matt Ryan. None of them shits panned out. 
They have not been able to draft a quarterback in the first round since they drafted Andrew Luck with the first pick. If I'm the Colts and I look at Jonathan Taylor, they got a pretty decent wide receiver with Michael Pittman Jr. Paris Campbell's decent. Their offensive line, they got a pretty decent offensive line. Quentin Nelson is one of the best guards in the game. Ryan Kelly is a good center. They need to, you know, they need to get them tackles sort up again, short up again. They got to get their head coaching thing together too, though. Right? I know, yeah. yeah. You got, you got, um, you got the defense with Darius Leonard. Uh, pretty decent defense, and they need a head coach. If I'm the Colts. <clears throat> the Bears, we're going to have a conversation. Okay. Because I have to get a quarterback. If I'm the GM, Chris Ballard, I am desperate. But not just get a quarterback, get the quarterback. See, if I'm the Texans again, I'm looking like, hey, man, I'm cool with any of these three. I probably would pick C.J. Stroud because I like Bryce Young, but he's small, fam. Okay. Like Bryce Young, like Devonta, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. Yeah, but a quarterback. Devonta Smith actually proved himself, though, bro. Because I no, was concerned but, about his size. Oh as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. But at a quarterback spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need. I mean, Paul's on all this, but I need my quarterback to be thick. Oh, I don't need no small last quarterback, man. Yeah. I need some some girth <laughs> in my QB. I don't need no small quarterback. I don't need no short quarterback, man. Cue the Razor Ramon. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo. I don't need no small quarterback, <laughs> fam. And he very well may be dope, but six one. Like let's see, let's see what he listed as, fam. Because yeah, I think he, he he got time to go to the gym. Man, that's a lot of gym you're going to have to go to. <laughs> if he, what I think he is, yeah. as far as, he's six foot, G. He's six foot. Yeah. Um, Hold on. He's six foot 194, fam. Yeah. Defensive lineman, fam. I'll eat him alive. Yeah. Looking at the corner <laughs> like, oh, we about to get you, fam. Like, yeah. Oh. But I like C.J. Stroud, and I think C.J. Stroud has the higher ceiling, right? But that being said, if I'm the Texans, I'm like, look, I'm cool with Stroud. I'm cool with Levis. I'm cool with Young. But if Young is the choice, go ahead and get him. But the Colts don't know that. And what makes it even better for the Colts, I mean, for the Texans is shit. It's a goddamn individual rival. Right. You got to have a quarterback in this league now. And in the AFC, you have got to have one. We have to have a quarterback, and we also have to put an end and a rest to these old quarterbacks. Again, I said it on previous pods, death to old quarterbacks. Stop giving Matt Ryans and Joe Flacco's and – these guys, one-year deals, you know what I'm saying? They think they're going to save your football team or whatever mm-hmm. you got to do, bro, Like, because the shit is dead. Invest 
and a quarterback. You you hit it right on the head. In this league, you need a quarterback. And you need a young quarterback. You know what so, I'm saying? <laughs> so I wonder what that draft board for the coach looked like. Because if you got Bryce Young on your board at number one, and like you was dot, 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 dot in this C.J. Stroud and Will Levis, I can't bullshit, fam. Bears, I go these three number one picks. I go these the second pick, the second round pick, um, a, a third round pick in next year's draft. I might even get you a player. Right. DeForest Buckner is the first person I think of because the Bears, if they trade down to four, they might not get who one of quite possibly the two best draft picks were prospects in this draft. Um, Will Anderson, defensive end um, slash three, four linebacker from um, Alabama is rated by many as the number one prospect and Jalen Carter three tech defensive tackle from Georgia is rated as number two. The Bears could trade the four. The number one pick goes to the Colts. The Colts draft Bryce Young. The Texans go, hey, man, let's let's see what's up. But they want to go with a white quarterback this time because the black one, he like massages a lot. So let's go get Will Levis. Then the number three, at number three is the Arizona Cardinals, I believe. Yes, the Arizona Cardinals. They are the wild card here. Now I'm going to put some shit out here, Mike. Might not happen, it might not. Might happen, it might not. I'm going to put something out here, Mike. Kyler Murray did just sign the big-ass deal. Kyler Murray tore his ACL. Kyler Murray might not play next season. He might not play, Mike. Because obviously he won't be ready by week one. He he tore his ACL late in the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's almost your best bet to not play him. So, Bryce Young, let's say Will Levis, you at the number three pick. I would not be shocked or surprised if the Arizona Cardinals get a quarterback. Okay. Reason why is, is I'll find a way to trade Kyler Murray if I need to next season once he shows he's healthy. What's crazy is that you say that, too, because I literally just seen a report that DeAndre Hopkins could be on the trade market as well. So the Arizona oh, Cardinals might him. be looking to blow it up. Blow oh, it up. They're blowing it up, fam. They're blowing it up. They are blowing it up. And the, the, the person that they hire, you got to look at this. I'm I'm saying what people say. I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray fan, fan, fan mm-hmm. but it came out this year because they put it in his contract. They eventually took it out, but he had to spend a certain amount of time on looking at tape. He's also on the smaller side of QBs. He just tore his ACL and his game is predicated on his legs for the most part. Bruh, if I am the next head coach and GM, because the GM quit, Steve Kahn. So you're hiring a coach and a GM. Wait, he fired the head coach and then he quit, right? 
Well, now nah, the owner did that. The owner fired the head coach. And okay. he was probably going to tell it. He probably told dude to quit. Well, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> probably. I don't know. The GM. Yeah. But if I'm the head, if I'm, if I'm a potential head coach or GM, is Kyler Murray really somebody that I want to invest my future in? Considering what I heard from y'all. And he coming off of an ACL? I'll take a gamble on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I I think he's shown upside. But remember, your gamble has to come in 2024. Because you think he's not going to play next year. He's not, Mike. If he plays, it's going to be some late in the season shit. So that means, as you said, you got to go get you one of these old marks or a placeholder. <laughs> you got to go. Let's do you. You, 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 you got to play your whole season with Colt McCoy. Yeah. Basically. Or you got to see if Baker Mayfield will come. Is available. Right. Because let me put this. Hey, me, Baker Mayfield might be QB1. We don't know where the Rams going to be at as far as like. Well, no. No, no. Matthew Stafford said he ain't retiring. But we don't know if Sean. We don't know if uh, Sean McVay is coming back. Yeah, they probably but, might blow that up too. But Mike, let me let me let me put you on to the free agent class this of the quarterbacks, because there's a quarterback that I would definitely look at if I am the Arizona Cardinals. Tom Brady is a free agent. Arizona? Nah, hell no. Hell no. Baker Mayfield is a free agent. Uh, Sam Donald is a free agent. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Some people think he's a good fit in Tampa Bay to replace Tom Brady if Tom Brady decides to leave and go to, let's say, the Las Vegas Raiders or retires. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent. Daniel Jones is more than likely going to get his um, extension. Case Keenum's a free agent. Yeah. Mason Rudolph is a free agent. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett is a free agent. Geno Smith is a free agent, but he's probably going to get a contract extension. Hang on that old QB again, Joe Flacco. Yeah. Andy Retire. Dalton. Right. Andy Dalton is a free agent, but, you know. Andy Dalton is terrible. Yeah, I know. He's I'm terrible, sure. but, yeah. You know, but you he got. Another, um, he's one of them old quarterbacks that need to just go. But go ahead. Yeah, but he is a quarterback that's a free agent next year. And it's done for what it's worth. A great job. And had you questioned in the motherfucker, that was the number two pick in the draft. Mike White. You have to go out and get somebody like a Mike White to start for your team while Kyler Murray is out. Especially if you think that you have a team that's good enough to compete for the division title, or we just gonna tank. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just telling you about who you can sign. And some people think that Mike White is a fringe starter in the in the NFL. But again, is he it, though? Is he I though? Think I think so. that might have been an over exaggeration because Ooh. it looked like he only had one good game, and that was against the Bears. I think nah. I think Mike White is a fringe. I said fringe. I think he could start on one of thirty-two teams. Okay. I'm not saying like he's one of the great ones. 
I'm not saying that he's top 20, but I can see him starting a six, a 17 game season and being all right, holding your team together. But here's the other part too: the offense that Kyler Murray played in. See, Cliff Kingsbury was hired when the Arizona Cardinals got the number one pick in the NFL draft. And they had drafted Josh Rosen the year prior with the number 10 pick. When Cliff Kingsbury got hired, he knew who was going to run that offense. That was Kyler Murray, fam. Because that's the offense that Kyler Murray basically ran in college. So there you go. Went to Oklahoma, did all that shit, boom. He knows the offense. I don't think that the quote, the coach that's going to come in to Arizona is going to run that same offense. And if you already have an issue, not saying that Kyler Murray ain't smart, I'm just going by what people are saying. They say my man don't spend enough time looking at tape. He don't spend enough time in that playbook like that. If that's the case, Mike, if you are a head coach that don't run the same offense that this dude has been running basically for the last couple of years, this is the only offense he really knows, I'm going to come up and I'm going to bring my own system. Do I trust Kyler Murray to run that offense? Mike, I don't. (laughs) But if I'm a coach and I'm a GM, I look to make my own mark because I ain't draft you. So I look at one of the three quarterbacks and I go, hey, man, that motherfucker looking attractive right there, fam. (laughs) And I think long and hard about selecting the quarterback. See, all these pundits on there, this is what I'm telling y'all brothers, man, to watch y'all says. There's a lot of misinformation that's going to come out. There's a lot of jumping to conclusions. A lot of it is to drive ratings for that network, especially with the NFL being in playoff mode. So everything is all about the playoffs. But because people are not going to want to put all their cards on the table, a lot of speculation is going to happen. Thank you, Lovey, for giving us that number one pick in the draft. But you got Mike Tannenbaum, former GM um, in the NFL. He's now um, a front office insider for ESPN. He's on Get Up This Morning talking about that he would think long and hard um, about trading Justin Fields. He feels that Justin Fields could be a top 10 quarterback, but I'll trade him for multiple picks. And I'll I'll draft Bryce Young and reset this whole quarterback thing you go ahead and get you a couple of more starters, and then you got a hundred mil in the cap room. On he ain't necessarily wrong in that thought. <laughs> but I'm not trade. This ain't even got to be Justin Fields. I'm not trading somebody that you say is a potential uh top 10 player, a top 10 quarterback in this league. Ain't no way in hell I'm doing that. Yeah. Especially when I can still trade that number one pick. Get picks, possibly even a player, if I pull it right, and still draft the best player available, depending on who I trade that pick to, let's say the Colts. 
But people take that shit and run with it. And then Ryan Pose has his his press conference, and he didn't come out and say Justin Fields is our quarterback. No, he said, I'm going to look at all options. You know why? Based off of what I just told y'all, if I'm the Arizona Cardinals at three, I am thinking maybe quarterback is a good pick here. Mm -hmm. And if I'm the Colts, there's a possibility that Bryce Young can be drafted. There's a possibility that the Colts can jump me and the Texans and get that number one pick from the Bears. I might not get the quarterback I want if I'm thinking about going that route. Mm -hmm. So you can either think long and hard at taking a quarterback at three or trading with the Bears at three and you getting the number one pick. And you drafting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, getting the quarterback you want. As if I'm the Cardinals, I'm thinking about that because the coach that comes in has to look at Kyler Murray and say, I can work with this because he can work with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that's the case. That's just me. So while everybody's worried about Justin Fields and will they trade him and all that stuff, he ain't going nowhere. You need to go look at the Arizona Cardinals, though, and say, what's up with y'all? Yeah. Because they got questions, fam. And if they talking about blowing up that team, J.J. Watt retiring, trade um, DeAndre Hopkins, your quarterback is out with a torn ACL, Hey, man, something to think about. What do you think the likely scenario is going to be with the Bears? What do you think they're going to do with their number one pick? What they is your prediction? That. Bears train that pick. Okay. Train that pick. And with everything I just said, I would not be surprised if the Arizona Cardinals is the pick. It's the team that trade trade with them. Okay. The Cardinals are coach is trading with the Bears, man. Would not be but, surprised. But one thing for sure, two things for certain, the Bears are trading that pick, though. Yes. The Bears will not be drafting anybody with that pick. Look, I'll even go as far as saying this. I'll go. I there might there there's not a bang beat knowing moment in this. I'm not gonna pull this card. But if this shit happened, Mike, well, boy, I need all of the flowers, and I don't want this to happen. But the team, if if the Bears were to trade Justin Fields to any team. It's the team that I keep talking about. It is the Arizona Cardinals. That's where Justin Fields will go. And they would take that number three pick and they keep that number one pick or they'll trade that number one pick and trade down. Hmm. Like in a world where the Bears have two of the top five picks, it's not going to happen. Can the Bears like so? What you say? Excuse me. The Bears draft the quarterback at number one, yep, and then trade Justin Fields to the Cardinals for the third pick. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that shit gonna happen. I don't right? believe it's gonna happen. But that's an option, and but that's something Ryan poses. It's like not said, it. all, all options. 
he he backed that man as his 2023 starter. G. He's starting, so you're not picking a quarterback. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, is it's always a team y'all ain't talking about. Ain't nobody said shit about the Arizona Cardinals. And when you got a quarterback that they talk so much shit about that even some of his own players currently on the team and former players have talked shit about, and I'm a coach, and I come into that shit? And then you meet with him and you find out that shit to be true if I'm a coach or a GM? Hey, man, Kyler Murray ain't there in 2024. Hey, nah, man, you sit your ass over there. Go rehab that ACL, bro. Yeah. You straight, you good? We gonna figure out a way to get your ass up out of here. <laughs> we gonna restructure this contract to make it tradable and trade your ass to a whole nother team. We're gonna trade you to the Raiders. And if I'm the Raiders, it's attractive because I could keep Jared Stidham at that spot and let Kyler rehab. I trade through that seventh pick and some more pitch for Kyler Murray. Mm. The Arizona Cardinals is a team to watch. Interesting. That's my prediction. Interesting. Arizona Cardinals is a team to watch. They don't have that. It's, it's only because that quarterback. Bro. Sometimes when you win, you lose, Mike. <laughs> sometimes when you lose, you actually you win. win. And sometimes when you win, you win or wait, lose. what's the other? When you lose, you actually tie. Sometimes <laughs> when you lose, you actually tie. <laughs> it's the best off. Hey, Mike, man. Um, how you feeling about the playoffs, though, man? Because your team looked like shit the last game of the season. Um, how do I feel? I feel like they look like shit. As far as it's pertaining to the Dallas Cowboys, um, I'm I'm just I'm unsure. Um, I don't know which team will show up. I know what team needs to show up, but this this Dallas Cowboys team throughout this season has showed that. It's been very unpredictable throughout the, the throughout this season. Unpredictable about what you're gonna get. You don't know if you're gonna get a high powered offense. You're not. You, you don't know if you're gonna get just you know the defense being um, great. You don't know if Dak's gonna be great or not. It just it's, it's it's so tricky with this team right now. And um, I'm just I'm just gonna sit back and wait and just watch. But I'll say this. To beat Tampa, you have to keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. Okay? We know that Tampa Bay Buccaneers ain't looked pretty this year. They, it ain't been pretty. They're not They're not really that good. Um, They won their division, but that's not really saying much. That division was horrible this yeah. year. And Tom Brady hasn't looked his best. But that's still Tom Brady. It is. That's still Tom Brady, and we've seen him do shit in the playoffs. We've seen him make plays. We've seen him be clutch. You know, so the best way to keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, the run game has to show up. You have to pound the football and run the clock. Possession. Time of possession. You hear it right here on some Dupont. Mike B say the only way the Cowboys are going to win this game is they have to win time of possession. Tom Brady can't have the football. 
if they're in a situation where they could put the game away, you have to put the game away where Tom Brady's not going to be able to get the football back. Okay? That's how you're going to win. And that's going to come from the coaching. Mike McCarthy, you are on the hot seat, dog. Jerry Jones, you are lying if you say you have confidence in this coaching staff. He went on 103.5 The Fan today, and he said he had all the confidence in the world in the coaching staff. He is lying. I don't believe him. Mike McCarthy has shown to do dumb shit, yeah. make coaching bad coaching decisions with this team. Yeah. Okay? So I don't know. I, I don't believe him when Jerry Jones says that. If we lose this game, Mike McCarthy might not have a job. He might get fired. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Your, your man's Jerry Jones said, no, nah, that's not the case, man. You, you, you think he lying? That's Cap. He that's lying? Cap. He lying, bro. He is lying. He's trying to keep a positive attitude going into this game, and that's what you're supposed to do. Keep a positive attitude. Hey, Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Cowboys. I mean, I don't know if that's – that. Go- I mean, hey. He is? 7-0 against the Cowboys. That's including the playoffs. Ooh. Damn, so he's seven and zero again. A seven and one, three. two, three. Cancun <laughs> might be Cancun. Might Cowboys might be going to Cancun the next week's episode of Subdue Pod might not even happen. I might have to take a week off. I don't know. We'll see <laughs> because they play Monday night. <laughs> Monday hey, Mike, night football. We got an update on the um, Vince McMahon shit. Yeah, um, Vince, Vince McMahon has been voted unanimous, unanimously the executive chairman of the board. Okay, um, so what does he, that mean, Bang? He 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 not only is the owner, but he's the head of the table. He's Roman Reigns. Okay. Um, here's his here's his statement. First, I'd like to express my full support for Stephanie's personal decision. I'll be forever grateful that she offered to step in during my absence, and I'm truly proud of the job she did co-leading WWE. Stephanie has always been the ultimate ambassador for our company and her decades of contributions have left has left an immeasurable impact on our brand. I am proud to announce that Nick Khan will serve as the WWE CEO. Nick business acumen and mastery of the media industry have helped catapult our business to record revenue and profitability. Together, we look forward to working with the board at this critical moment in time to review our strategic alternatives and maximize value for all WWE shareholders. Mike, have you ever seen the show Succession? Um, no, I was, I was, um, that's on the list to watch. I, we, we talked about that on the pod. I haven't watched it yet, though. Go ahead and put that bitch at the top of the list, Mike, because this is what we're watching right now. Wow. Literally, in front of us, Mm-hmm. We're watching Succession. Okay. Vince McMahon's the pops. Stephanie and and Shane are kids. You got Triple H. It's literally that. I don't. I still believe that Stephanie leave leaving for personal reasons is wanting to be a mother to her kids. She just wants to be. She just wants to be a regular. Uh, she just want to be now. a regular parent, man. She 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 don't want she. She she loves this life, but her husband in it. I got my husband. We straight. Yeah. If Triple H goes, that's what scares me. Okay. I don't think Trip's going nowhere because if he knew that he was going to lose creative control, Triple H would have left too. Mm-hmm. He left with his wife. Okay. Like, nah, you stay the chief content officer, fam. You straight. 
she he would have left with her. He didn't. How did Vince pull this off, bro? After these allegations, he, and all this, he never lost. He still owned the shit. He still owned it. He was like forced into retirement and just said, "Fuck it, I'm coming you, back." Nah, look, white men he, don't be. Look, let's be real, fam. Let's be real, man. Rich, rich white men don't be forced into retirement. Fam. Okay, they don't. They gonna get something. Okay, like Denzel Washington told Jamie Fox, "I'm leaving out of here with something." Rich white men don't really be forced into retirement. Yeah. I ain't talking. Matter of fact, let me rephrase that. Wealthy white men yeah. don't be forced into retirement. Let's look at the NBA, fam. Donald Sterling say some racist shit. Get a cool couple of billion for selling his team. Yeah. Robert Starver for the Phoenix Suns says some racist and sexist shit. Get a cool couple of billion dollars selling his team. He sold the team. Is he retired though? No. But you know what he's doing though? He's swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck. Vince McMahon owns the majority of the shares of the WWE. And if I'm a shareholder, I hate to say what I'm about to say, but if I'm a shareholder and the goal is to sell the company, because again, we cannot be blind about the fact that it was on their mind to sell this company. Vince McMahon need to be right there. Mm-hmm. And there might be some people that might not necessarily deal with them, but if they know that this $9 billion company is going to be profitable for us for years to come, they're not going to be like, you know what? I don't really want to holler at Vince. No, I'm straight. No, I don't want to buy them. I got to talk to Vince. No. Hey, Vince, I got this check for $9 billion. And if I'm Amazon, I can go give you this shit in cash right now. You want it? Mm-hmm. Need me to cash up you $9 bill? All right, cool. So, believe every, I believe half, none of what you see, half of what you hear. I think Stephanie was like, yo, it's time for me to be a mom, fam. She thought about to be one of the daughters. About to be in high school and shit, or is in high yeah. school. It's time to be a mom, fam. Um, speaking of combat sports, man, I am so mad at the mainstream media. I cannot believe I'm saying this shit, Mike. What happened? Dana White is in the news for slapping his wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, on New Year's, a video came out of that Dana White wife slaps him. Okay. He slapped the ass back. Okay. She slaps him. Okay. He slapped the ass back. Okay. Couple of more slaps. Mm. Then they be they went out of the view. Okay. Now, I know it's gonna be some people that listen to the pile like equal opportunity. She slapped him first. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, y'all. Yeah. I'm not hitting no woman. I'm not talking about that. What I am though gonna talk about. Is how the fuck the mainstream media quiet about this shit? Yeah, it's, it's oh, definitely, we it's, definitely we definitely not getting a lot of this. Ain't getting a lot of traffic right now. And and here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing, Mike. I'm not gonna necessarily call this out as racism. <laughs> See, I'm gonna look out for a couple of people here. Yeah. <laughs> See, I had to put that voice. So I'm gonna look look out for a couple of people here 
Mm-hmm. When shit started to hit the fan, they was talking about Deshaun Watson all the goddamn time. Now, when they first started, it was mums the word. But yeah. as I told y'all, they be really talking about kinky shit on ESPN. But boy, when shit hit the fan, they was talking about that shit that day. It was a countdown. They yeah. ticker ching. For sure. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. They sound like the count on Sesame Street. But boy, if I'm another white man that was on ESPN, he's talking about that shit all the time. Not as much as the shine in the heyday, but I understand. They were still talking about it. If I'm Robert Kraft, I'm like, yo, why the fuck y'all ain't talking about this Dana White shit? Yeah. I'm, no. Nope. I haven't seen the Talk video. I need to see the video. I haven't seen it. Go look up on your phone. I, I'm, I, have to, I have to check this out. Go look at it on your phone. If I'm people, if I'm like David, I mean, Robert Kraft, I'm like, oh, no, nah, hell no. Nah. All I did was got a rub and tug. He slapped his wife. Now, she slapped him first. But no, nah, all I did was get beat off. You mean to tell me he do that and y'all don't say nothing? Now, for those who don't know, ESPN is a partner with um, UFC. Fights on uh, um, all of the fights on um, ESPN Plus or ESPN. They got a nice little deal with ESPN. And again, Dana White is the founder. Not the founder, excuse me, the president of the USC. But he slapped a woman. Hey, he wild for this. I'm watching it right now. Bingo. He slapped a woman. And the only thing you get Hey, she banked his ass though, though. She did though. She did. She, though, bro. she, did. she wasn't. She. <laughs> she Dana White was like, Whoa, hold on. Like, hold on now. Hold on, bitch. It's like Dana White thought about it. It was like, like oh. She slapped me, fam? Yeah. Oh, no, hell no. <laughs> then she slapped his ass again. He was like, oh. Yeah. And then shit started to get thrown and all of that. Shit just got out of control right there. I just cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. But be that as it may, this is the one time that I'm gonna join the ruckus. You go, you go join in on I'm why going, we ain't talking about this. Why we ain't talking about this? I'm joining y'all on this one because <laughs> Stephen A. Smith was on first take, and he was like, "Yo, I told I hit Dana White, and I told him we gonna talk about this. I'll tell him shit." Why you gotta warn him? Yeah. Why you got? Why you gotta give? Why you gotta give him the heads up? We about to talk shit about you tomorrow, fam. Just want to let you know. You got anything? <laughs> uh, fuck out of here, fam. When look, I know news cycles because I'm in news, and I know how people keep up news cycles. I know how people don't. I've seen, I've seen things be suppressed and I've seen things go, oh no, we got to build that up. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to put some of the, the onus on us. If this is something that you feel that we need to talk about, you got to keep putting that shit out there. But Jamel Hill on the, uh, on the Atlantic basically shaded the shit out of her former employer and I applaud her for it. Mm-hmm. Because Man, oh man, are y'all quiet about this shit? And I'm going to go with the slightest of shit. Like, 
there's been incidents that it has just been thrown out and they keep it going and going and going and going. And this person got to apologize all the time. But and his wife ain't going to say shit. Let's be real. And I'm not shaming his wife. Stand by your husband, all that. You love him and stuff like that. Ain't nobody going to get no quote from his wife. Uh-huh. And she got the ability to keep this shit going. Like he, this is what he said. You don't put your you don't put your hands on a woman ever. My wife and I obviously love each other. We've been together for a very long time. We've known each other since we were very little. This is one of those unfortunate situations. She released a statement blaming alcohol, saying, "Unfortunately, we were, we were both drinking too much on New Year's Eve, and things got out of control on both sides." That right there, unfortunately, kills a lot of shit. For white people. But boy, <laughs> let it be somebody black. The next day after the statement, it would have been, she's scared. She's afraid. She should speak out. Domestic violence. Yada, 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 yada. And the next day, it would have been the same thing and the same thing. What should the NFL do about it? What should the NFL do about it? Personal conduct policy. Now, fortunately, ain't to what we know, ain't no personal conduct policy in the uh, in UFC. Uh-huh. UFC don't even want to sh- want to pay their fighters. It's, <laughs> it's fighters in the UFC that get paid. Would you get paid a year for a fight? What's Dana's? That's Dana White's actual job title with UFC. He's the He's what? The president. He's the president. Yeah. So he runs shit, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, so how he gonna so, get anything? So who who makes the call? Who, who cracks the hammer on him? And then ESPN writer and editor, according to Jamel Hill, Jeff Wagenheim. This is what she write. Essentially, confirm my observation that the network is intentionally going easy on white. He tweeted, and 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 this is the tweet here. Um, and again. He writes for ESPN. He says, we've been told not to write anything incendiary on social media about Dana, about the Dana White situation. And I understand why and have abided by that. I just ask y'all to understand that some of us at ESPN don't have as soft as a take as this on domestic violence. And that's the video of Stephen A. Smith talking about the Dana White slap, talking about he's a friend. I'm sorry, fam. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry, but I got to do this to Stephen A again. I got to do this to Stephen A again. Stephen A, boy, he also, he he he, he, he protecting them white people, boy. He protecting them. <laughs> Man, bro, he throwing that cape on, boy, bro. Stephen A. Smith you have got to stop putting the cape on for these white moms. You on ESPN looking all sad and shit. Molly even took a soft stance on it. And Molly be on ESPN 
when some shit happened to a woman basically ready to cry. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. But Dana White go slap his wife and she talking about, yeah, on both sides. She on both sides, that's what she said. Right, but if an NFL and his wife get into it and there's a slap on both sides, it's, ah, oh, this is wrong. Ah, oh, personal conduct policy. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. Now, when I tell y'all last, this is the reason why I don't be paying attention to sports, uh, sports uh, debate shows like that. That's why. That's why. Watch, you might watch it for a little bit of entertainment. Yeah. But when get up, go off, I turn it. Yeah. I try to find something else. If I'm not working, if I'm working, I'm really not paying attention to shit. But that's why. Because you're going to get, because of the debate and the ratings, you're going to get that hard-ass stance about Kyrie Irving or you're going to get that hard-ass stance about Kevin Durant's choice on leaving Oklahoma City for for Golden State. You're going to get that hard-ass reaction to all of the stuff that y'all deem is hot. But when it's something like Dana White and there's interest to protect, you ain't going to say shit. What's crazy is that me and you talking about it right now, that's the most talk I've heard about that. And that's been two weeks. And, <laughs> that happened New Year's Eve? New Year's Day, you said? New yeah. Year's Eve? And, that's two weeks. And here's the funny thing. It's not like Fox talking about that shit either. Yeah. That's why I said if I'm Robert Kraft, I'm like, oh, no. Hell no. Because <laughs> y'all still be on here talking about my rub and tug. <laughs> I'm an owner <laughs> of a whole ass team. And y'all was in front of the courtroom. Yeah. Y'all was in front of the courtroom. Dana White slapped his wife. And Stephen A on TV about to cry. Because his friend slapped his wife. Nah, bruh. Robert Kraft is the person, the white person in this one. I'm like, nah, y'all wild. Man. Y'all, <laughs> y'all wild. Y'all know I'm worth more than him, right? Yeah. Y'all know that, right? I own the most, I own the most successful football franchise in NFL. This is what we own. Bad, bad, bad. Fuck y'all in it. Like, fuck y'all, ESPN. If I'm Robert Kraft, I'm facts. And where's Dana White from? He's from Boston. But they mean it, and but on the black side of it, like this. We know that if this was somebody else, that it would be... It would definitely get more, more traction. It would be more traction. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at... Pres- and then I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a look at president of company or face of company. I'm going to look at black man. I'm just going to throw out a random-ass black man, a real random-ass black man. I can't remember his last name. But I'll just say the president of the Washington Commanders, he's a black guy. I think his mm-hmm. first name is Jason. If that man was on tape smacking his wife, whether his wife smacked him first or not, Ooh. you already know what would happen. Ooh. 
Oh man, it's investigation. He would have already. He would already been fired. Yeah, it's an investigation. We don't condone that. Blah blah blah. Then on ESPN, it would be daily coverage of the Washington Commanders and the 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 organization and and what goes on in the organization. And this is the first black president of an NFL team. He does this. And Stephen A would be like, now I understand he's a brother, but he gotta go. He hey, gotta same. Go. He same gotta go. Hey, he gotta he go. Made, he made a doka. Yep. They, they ran wild with that shit. That's what I was about to go now. <laughs> to Stephen A's credit, Stephen A was like, yo, this ain't none of our business. Mm-hmm. But Ime Udoka wasn't caught having sex with a woman on tape. Those was consenting adults. Mm-hmm. It was sex. At the end of the day, this violence. And I ain't never seen nobody come on TV and damn near, con- even though you didn't condone, give a soft-hearted ass story about a man who hit his wife. I don't care who hit who first. This was a first. Mm-hmm. This was like, what? Nah. Nah. <clears throat> And bank, it's been two weeks now, 10 days since that happened. So all signs point to this being swept right under the rug. It's already been swept under the rug. And yeah, I don't think we're gonna hear much more about this um going and forward. And that's unfortunate. Is you brought up you brought up a great point. Great point. Didn't even it, know it, we was going in that direction, but that's yeah, man. hit that right on the head, bro. That shit is crazy. <laughs> nah, it's <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how. I, yeah, I honestly, if my wife slapped me, bro, I don't, I can't react, bro. I just, I don't have it in me, dog. No, it's not in me. I don't. She can hit me as many times as you want. I just don't have it in me, dog, to fire back on some Bruh. like violence. I can't use violence with violence when it comes Bruh. to a woman. I'm gonna say this. Like, I'm gonna say this. Like, I'm. I'm not slapping on woman, fam. At all. Can't do it. I know how heavy-handed I am. I know how big I am. I barely want to hit my kids. I barely want to hit my kids. I barely want to whoop my kids. And I don't. Because mm-hmm. I know I still don't know my own strength sometimes. And I know my quick reaction to somebody hitting me. So if that's a woman, I got to pull back. Is that, yeah. if that if that's my wife? I definitely got to pull back. Now, a conversation is gonna be had. Of course, we gonna have this conversation. <laughs> that honest conversation. That honest conversation. Because that's what we do. Which, we which, which is we go, which which is gonna be along the lines of, <laughs> man, you know, if I wasn't in my right mind, I would have whooped your motherfucking ass out there. <laughs> you slapped the, you slap me in front of them people. I don't give a fuck. Don't ever do that shit like that again. Yeah. Like, matter of fact, you go stay with your daddy. You put your hands on me. But I'm not going to put my hands on you back. Yeah. No. But Dana White got to have a conversation. And just that little, little ass statement in your wife, like, you know what? Because you know what that tells me? If she did that shit like that in Mexico, they do that shit at the crib. Mm-hmm. That's what that mean to me. That shit go on at the crib. 
that whole we've been knowing each other since kids shit. Oh they, yeah, they, y'all they been, they y'all been, been whooping each other. other. Yeah, y'all been <laughs> y'all throw she throw she throw knives and and pots and pans and cups, and he be like, man, bitch, get your ass up, man, man, stop this shit. I can't believe you. And they white too, so that shit's crazy. And they probably yeah. had some wild ass sex afterwards too. See, that's the crazy thing too. Like just. <laughs> I mean, just to be lighthearted because that's what we do at some dude. Yeah. I guarantee you, they like had some wild ass sex after they beat on each other. After they beat on each other, they from Boston too. Like <laughs> crazy out there. Oh my god, that's some straight lifetime movie. Fucking like getting that. on my nerves, Molly. Yeah, fuck you, Ted. No, fuck you. Oh, pal. Oh, what are you hitting me for? That's not hitting me for. I fucking love you, and no, I love you. Oh, <laughs> Like them that's 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 the, that's foreplay. Yeah, that's they foreplay, huh? People like that, that's foreplay. Fucking hate you, Johnny. I fucking hate you. Ain't that what Trevor Bauer was doing? Hey, no, doing? Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is <laughs> nasty, fam. Trevor Bauer's different. Like Trevor Bauer come into it like y'all gonna have when we have sex and I beat your ass. And, and the I, women might be into it though. <laughs> no. <sighs> no. Uh, I'm not sure, but just don't hit me in the face. <laughs> so you mean I give you a rib shot while I'm hitting you from the back? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker the nail in the ass. And then next thing you know, it's. Hey, hey, hey. That's on what like... he into. He was into I'm like not, 50 shades of gray on steroids. Right. I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure what they were into. Yeah. But reportedly, allegedly, he was. <laughs> I don't mean to hit the mic like that, but that's the way of uh, that's the I mean, that's the way they make it seem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the best yeah. way of putting it, just to make yeah. sure we straight. That's the best way that that's what they make it seem. Mm-hmm. That that was that's what he was into, yeah. and for him to be reinstated, and the and the Dodgers like ah oh, nah we straight. <laughs> hey, he getting picked up though. They gonna pick him up. I don't think so, fam. No, that man won a Cy Young award. Bro. I he don't getting think picked up. somebody's gonna sign him. I don't think so, fam. That's why if I'm Trevor Bauer, I'm like oh no, get the fuck up out of here. He slapped on tape. The Dodgers don't really need him though, but I mean, I feel you though. I mean, baseball players pitching need you need pitching. I don't give. I always need good pitching, but I think I think he gets signed somewhere. I think so. I think it's him. He served his debt, bro. He paid. He he did this. He did oh, his wait time. A we got an update on the Vince McMahon shit. Let's see if this is right. Let me read this. A friend of mine who was at a party in the WWE shareholders derivative suit uh, was filed last June by Scott and Scott after the NDA allegations against Vince McMahon's service, sent me the following update email that he received today from the lawyers. Names redacted to ensure privacy. Hope you had a great holiday season. I'm writing an update on WWE. We have been working with the company for several months and have received several internal documents, which have we've been reviewing. Um, we expect to get an additional batch of documents this week. You also may have seen the past week about Vince McMahon forcing his way back onto the board, along with a major board shakeup. As a result, we believe there's enough basis to break a breach of fiduciary lawsuit. Oh, shit. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's getting wild out here in these wrestling streets, man. Yeah, man. Damn. 
just getting wild out here. Um, but nah, man, it needs to be more out there. Um, when it comes to Vince McMahon, because I mean, not Vince McMahon, Dana White, because this shit wild, fam. Yeah. This, this shit, Vince McMahon too. The Golden Globes is today. Me to cut you yes, off. it is. No, it is. The Golden Globes is tonight. Um, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna have, that. Have to check that. Out. Gerard Carmichael's watching it. Um, and everything. I mean, he's hosting it. So no. Nah. Yeah. So definitely, I'm gonna watch that. But no, nah, man, it ain't been a lot of shit going on this week since we had talked. Did you see the Kang, the Kang Dynasty trailer? The the who? I'm not calling it Ant Man, fam. Oh, that's what I'm about to say. Like, what are you talking I'm about? Wa- did yeah, you see the Kane yeah. Dynasty trailer? I, I, yes, I watched it. I watched it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Ant Man got his ass whooped. <laughs> That's why I'm calling it the Kane Dynasty trailer. And hey. it's look, 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 look. Let's be real, y'all. Let's be real. Marvel fans, all this stuff. Look, I know it's Ant Man, but what <laughs> black people do is we take over shit. It is no longer the Ant Man movie. It's the Kang movie. It's the Kang and the Kang Dynasty movie. It's not Ant Man. We don't really give a damn about Ant-Man. When we go, we're going to go to see Ant-Man get his ass beat. Since we know Kang is the big, big bad, we looking at the black dude as the hero, as the savior. You already know that. You already know that because look at Black Panther. We looked at the black character that was the villain as the hero. What you think we're going to do with Kang when he beat Ant-Man ass? It's the Kang movie, y'all. He Kang. whooping ass, huh? Then he we gonna see ass. him whooping, and he gonna see him whooping ass in Creed three. Man, he whooping ass in Creed three. He whooping ass in Ant Man. He whooping ass. Shouts out to Jonathan Majors, fam. He just swole ass out there with the um with the Paul Robeson liner, just just out there whooping people's ass. He's whooping people's asses in two straight movies. I don't know if he whooped people's ass in that movie when he was flying the planes in nineteen forty seven. Yeah, but his next two films. He whooping white people ass, and he whooping another black person ass. He whooping ass, and then he just came off, just came off uh being a black cowboy too. Oh yeah, he, capping motherfuckers. Well, well, nah, he just elbow whooped his ass at the end though. He yeah, up, he ended up getting him, but he was whooping. He, he, he said, just well, elbow whooping. Prior to that though, my man was cold with the pistol though. He nah, was, he cold was, with he the was surgical with that motherfucker. So yeah, yeah he doing yeah, his no. thing. He doing his thing. No, man. Shouts out to Jonathan Major because he beat, look, man, Kang beat the shit out of Ant-Man. That's what we need to see in this world today. Okay. All right. Kang, I don't know what's going to happen now, bro? man. Huh? You don't fuck with Ant-Man? It ain't bad if I fuck with Ant-Man. I'm, I'm rooting for everybody black. There we go. Say less. Ant-Man ain't black. Say less. <laughs> Say less. Sorry, fam. It's the Kang Dynasty movie. Say What's the Kang movie? Yeah. It ain't Ant-Man. It ain't the Wasp. It ain't Quantum Mania, whatever. Yeah. It's the Kang, fam. We going right. to see the Kang February 17th. And it's on Black History Month. Look, Kang beating Ant-Man ass. Oh, black in Black History Month? We'll not, take it. Not we'll only in Black History Month. We'll take that. But Michael Jordan turned 60. We'll take that. On February 17th, Michael Jordan turned 60. Yeah. So it's a holiday all the way around, fam. And in the Jordan year. In the Jordan year, yeah, yeah, I like, I like the way this oh, is going. I just noticed Michael Jordan turned sixty in his Jordan year. That's oh, yeah. so Kang Dynasty whooping Ant Man ass yeah. on Michael Jordan's sixtieth birthday yeah. in the Jordan year, yeah. Black History Month. You can't beat that with a stick, Mike. Can't nobody ruin Black History Month for us this year. Deontay Wilder not fighting in Black History Month this we, year, so definitely good. Black History we good. Month. We, it's up for us, baby. It's, it's up. up for us. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan Majors. Hey, man, you got any hot takes before we get out of here? 
Um, nah, man. I think we. I think we straight. We good. I ain't got nothing for the for the people out there right now. Mike, this is what I'm gonna do for um our next show. Um, I'm gonna see if my girl Kristen is available. Life coach. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I was you know with everything that's going on, um, with you know work and all of those stuff. I just felt like you know the homies. We need to reset, fam. Okay. We 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 need to reset a bit. So and she have S- kids. She have kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So Does she have a the, daughter. Um. Yeah. Okay. So in the right. uh, yeah, because I heard your I yeah. Saw, that, that's part of it too. Literally after I left your house, <laughs> went home, bro. <laughs> that was the first thing she said to me when she when I walked in the door, bro. I literally just when she said it to me, fam. I didn't even respond to her, bro. Wait a minute. How did she say it? She's she's like, wait, she came. So I came in the house and she was like, Daddy, I got something to tell you. And I was like, What's wrong? And then she was like, You know what? Maybe mommy will tell you. And then mommy was her mommy was like, Nah, you tell her. And she was like, Daddy, I came on my period. I literally like stopped myself. I I stopped and I walked away from her, bro, and got in the shower. I didn't even say nothing to her. I didn't say anything, Damn, bro. Mike. I was shook. Shook, dog. Shook. She's eleven, bro. She'll be twelve next month. But yes, I I was shook. Damn, I was shook. I knew the time was coming eventually, bro. But I just wasn't ready. So I'm. I don't know, bro. I still don't know how I feel yet. I feel. I feel like. I feel like queasy about it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just wondering and thinking. Like I'm having the conversations with my wife because obviously my wife is like guiding her through it and everything like that. So. It's just like, I just, I don't know, bro. I'm just more concerned about her now. You know, I'm just, now I'm just more concerned and, you know, thinking about like, you know, her day-to-day at school. You know, she has to go to school and stuff like that. So how does she deal with it there when it does happen, bro? It's just, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. I don't know. So yeah, that life coach, I might need, we might need that honest conversation, you know, just to give me some, some, uh, you know, some guidance, you know, some words of encouragement, you know, how, you know, a father should go about you know saying things like this you know so yeah it was it was a it was the moment that i i, I was expecting but i just i wasn't ready at that time so but it's all yeah. good it's all, all right man before we get out of here we got one award for the golden globes that's going on right now uh we got one award that's going is, on uh right is euphoria and stranger things and stuff like that are already nominated and shit yeah yeah give who won? Who won? Who won? Angela Bassett won for Black okay. Panther. So when that happens, all signs point to her being nominated for the Oscars. When shit like oh, that yeah. happens, the Golden Globe. When you win at the Golden Globes, you're gonna be nine nine times out of ten, all signs point to you being nominated for an Oscar. Yo, so this is shout dope. Out to, shout out to uh, this Angela is Bassett. Dope. Angela Bassett is the Golden Globe winner for Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. For um for Black Panther, this is dope. This is sweet. I said it when I watched it. I had told Miriam when we was watching it when she did that damn that damn speech. I was like, Nah, G, you you she winning something. She taking home something. Listen to the speech, man. Before we get out of here, you know, at January twenty second, nineteen ninety four. I stood on the stage and accepted the Golden Globe for what's love got to do with it. Oh, she want to go to Golden Globe for it. 
the late Toni Morrison said that your life is already a miracle of chance, just waiting for you to, to order its destiny. But in order for that destiny to manifest, I think that it requires courage to have faith. It requires patience, as we just heard. Uh -huh. And it requires a true sense of yourself. It's not easy because the path is circuitous and it has many unexpected detours. But by the grace of God, I stand here. I stand here grateful, grateful, grateful to the Hollywood Foreign Press for giving me this honor along with Wakanda forever. Grateful to my amazing team who every day, each and every one of them work work along with me and beside me and on my behalf each and every day. Grateful to my family, Courtney, B. Vance, Bronwyn, and Slater. I love you from the depths yeah, of the, my the, heart. Hey, man, shout out my to Courtney, B. Vance. I'm going to tell y'all why in a minute. Come to those who pray. And I see the truth of that every day as we welcome each new day as a family. To my Marvel Disney family. Okay. Ryan Coogler. Mm. Hey, my man with the mm. Kevin Feige, Louis D'Esposito, Victoria Alonzo, and Nate Moore, the cast and the crew, weeping. Mm. Weeping may come in the evening, but joy comes in the morning. Talk your shit. We embarked on this journey together with love. We mourned, we, we loved, we healed. And we were surrounded each and every day by the light and the spirit of Chadwick Boseman. And we have joy in knowing that, well, with this historic Black Panther series, it is a part of his legacy that he helped to lead us to. Mm -hmm. We showed, we showed the world what Black unity, leadership, and love looks like beyond, behind, and in front of the camera. And to the Marvel fans, Thank you for embracing these characters and showing us so much love. We we just made history with this nomination and with this award. It belongs to all of you, all of us. Thank you. Oh, man. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. Especially after her son, her badass son did that whole I don't know, no right? TikTok thing about who does about, that, bro. I don't know who does that weird so ass. That was his new but, generation, bro. But yeah. shout out to Angela Bassett winning the Best Supporting Actress um, award at the Golden Globes, definitely making her one of the favorites to win the Oscar for it. She did say she won the um the Golden Globe for a role as Tina Turner. What's Love Got to Do with It? She was nominated for an Oscar. She didn't win it, but it would not surprise me. But once she killed that role, fam, she killed that role. Uh, when the whole thing about losing her family and all that stuff, when she was that, they that was that had every last one of us in the movie theater going, Oh, yep, she winning something. Mm -hmm. Say she taking home something this year. Um, and she takes home the Golden Globe. But shouts out to Courtney B. Vance, fam. Let me say this now. It, it, you you probably will not see this listening to it, but if you was watching the Golden Globes, man. He is an actor himself, a very successful actor at that. His wife is up there accepting the award, and my man got his phone out. Film is like, let me let me film my wife's honor and, and winning this award, fam. That 
that that right there is the supportive man that women be talking about. Cause that right there, now nah, some most other dudes just be sitting there watching. Now nah, Courtney B. Vance was like, "Let me do the old person shit. Let me go ahead and get my phone out. Like this shit ain't gonna be filmed and edited and put it out, filmed and put on TikTok and all these things just by the Golden Globe social media team themselves." He's like, "Nah, let me." Let me let me get that. But I'm glad that 61st Street show got canceled, though. <laughs> say that I ain't like that show, though. But man, Mike, well, that was a great way to end the show off, man. But we're gonna have Krista come on the show. I think we need it, fam. Oh, yeah. Need it for not just for us, but for the fellas. So I'm gonna hit her up and hit her up and see if she could jump on. So Mike, end us off, G. All right, man. Some dude pod, y'all already know what it is. Rate, like, subscribe, uh, subscribe on Twitch. We on there, uh, the what digital, uh, YouTube, the what digital, um. Uh, IG, we uh, at some do pod, uh, Twitter at some do pod, like the uh, like the page on Facebook, some dude, um, join the group on Facebook if you haven't already, hashtag some do pod, and invite people into the group as well to get involved in this conversation and all that stuff like that. Hit the merch store and all that stuff like that. You know, I'm Mike B, that's JR Bang, and we out of here, man. Peace. Shouts out to Roquan Smith, told y'all he was getting that 20. 100 million. Yo, 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 it's your girl, Nate Kale, and this is some new podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>